Welcome to the Spreading Success Podcast, bringing you the best habits, routines, and strategies from the most elite entrepreneurs in the game to help you find your path to success. Now, let's get right into the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Spreading Success Podcast. My name is Ram Raviv, and I am your host. Today, I'm joined by Jennifer Sudo. Jennifer, how are you? What's up, Ram? Doing great. So let's just start out for people that don't really know much about you. Can you just start by giving them your story and what you're kind of up to right now? Sure. So basically two years ago, my twin sister Stephanie and I started selling glitter gel online to ravers. And basically we went to a rave and we noticed that everyone's glitter was falling off and we thought, how can we solve this problem? So we created glitter gel. We've just been selling glitter gels for the past two years strictly from Instagram. We never ran ads or anything. We've sold over, you know, tens of thousands in glitter. You know, recently, a couple months ago, we're like, you know, we really like partying and raving, but let's be a little bit more serious. You know, let's get into like the entrepreneur event space. And so we thought, you know, if we could sell glitter online through Instagram, then we could we could probably sell anything. So we started going to all these entrepreneur events. You went to 10X, right? Oh, no, I was not there. Oh, uh, but you know what it is. Yeah, of course. Okay, so we went to 10X and it was amazing. And then after that, we bought a conference. We bought a ticket to another conference in Nashville called uh, Funnel Hacking Live. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay, so we went to that in February. Um, and then we were like, we came home and we were just like, oh my God, like that, that conference was amazing. And at the time, like we we're just servers in a restaurant, just like making money as servers. And glitter was like the side hustle, you know? So we were like, you know what? Like we need to do more with our lives. Like I didn't go to college and graduate with a psychology degree to be a server in a restaurant, you know? Like, and my sister's like, I didn't drop out to be, you know, a server in a restaurant. And so we called in our boss and we're like, look, Miwa, we just can't come into work anymore. We're just going to have to quit our jobs right now on the spot. And she was just kind of like, whoa, like, okay, you know what? She kind of like understood where we were coming from. She knew that we were, we've been trying to make moves and she's like, I totally get it. Like, it's cool. And so we're like, okay, cool. Awesome. And so we were all excited. We're like, yes, like we're free. Like we don't have jobs. Like we don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to figure this out. And then a couple of days later, we're like, oh shit, like we don't have any money. Like <laughs> this, is, this is terrible. Like we didn't even save up. Like we have $100 in our bank account. What are we supposed to do? And we didn't know what we we're going to do. We're like, well, you know, we have this glitter business, but you know, how are we going to uh, break into the entrepreneur event space? Because we love going to entrepreneur events, but we're like, how can we be a part of them? How can we start, you know, working in the event space? And so we just started lining up a bunch of conferences. We just started flying out to conferences all over the US and just buying tickets, buying like the best tickets to all these events. Cause we're like, well, we figure we'll just probably figure it out if we just start like doing things, you know? And obviously, you know, we ended up draining our bank accounts and we were like kind of depressed. We're like, oh my God, like we just spent all of our money. Like, cause when we started, when we quit our jobs, we had a couple thousand, but then we spent it all on conferences and flights and then we had no money. And we were like, oh my God, like, this is terrible. We have no money. And this was in February, March, April. I think this was in like April. And that's when we were like, by the way, it's June right now. We were like, okay, well, let's just go to another conference. And there was this one called Social X, which that's where I met you, right? I'm pretty sure it was actually NetCon was the oh, I, mean, I wanted to go to Social X. I wasn't able to, but yeah, I heard about it. All right. Too many events. I can't remember them. So we were actually going to go to Ultra Miami. We had bought tickets. Like we were pretty big in the rave scene. So like a bunch of people would come up to us and like know us. And so like we were very excited. 
<laughs> yeah, we were literally like famous in the rave community, right? And so we were ready to go to Ocho. Like we were excited. It was for like the ending of May. And then I was like, you know what? I think that we should do Instagram stories for events. Like we're really good at Instagram stories. Let's do them for events and let's get people to pay us. And so Steph's like, whoa, what do you mean? Like we're going to Ocho. Like there's this event called Social X during the same time. We're not going to that. Like we're going to Ocho. We've already spent money. We already bought our tickets. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, yeah, all right, sure. But I started like DMing all the speakers and like messaging them, being like, hey, this is what I do. This is how I can help you. Like, can I do it for you? For free. Like, I didn't even have experience. I was like, I'll just do it. And first they're like, who the hell is this girl? And they didn't, they like left me on red. But then I sent a voice recording and then they're like, whoa, who the hell is this girl? Like, exactly. A voice recording. And, and so then they're like, okay, sure. Like, and, and I got a couple people to say yes. And then Steph was pissed. She was so mad at me. She's like, Jen, like we have our Ocho tickets. We're not going to this event. Like we need to go to Ocho. Like that's, that's our industry right now. Like that's where we need to go. And I'm like, I just know that this is going to be life changing for us. We need to go to Social X. And long story short, she was like, fine, you go to Social X and I will go to Ocho. <laughs> Damn. And so we're like, whatever. We've never separated before. We're identical twins. We do everything together. And I was like really sad about it. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I don't care. I'll just go by myself. And obviously I got her to uh, come with me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to give away our tickets. And yeah, and, and she came with me to Social X and that was our first time working an event, basically showcasing events through Instagram stories so that people want to buy to get to the next one, right? And so then we just started doing that. And then we went to NetCon, got flown out to do it for NetCon. That was the next event. That's where I met you. Mm -hmm. And we've basically been doing that we basically, actually, after NatCon, then we were just looking up events and I found an event called Thinking Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Thinking Grow Rich? Like, what's this? I've never even heard of the book or the movie or anything. But I was like, well, it's an event and probably want to work it. So I found out who was running it, which is this guy named John Shin. And it turns out the guy's like a multi-millionaire, makes over like $100 million a year. He has like a private island yachts 16 sports cars like super rich dude i didn't even know that i just dm'd him and i was like hey like basically i found the problem and i solved it so if you're gonna reach out to like big people i'd say just like poke at them like with a problem and then be like i'm the solution and then so that's what i did and he was kind of offended but then he was also impressed so he gave me his number and then we had a whole hour-long conversation on the phone and i was like yes he's gonna hire us he's gonna fly us out he's gonna pay us a thousand dollars which is what we were charging, right? And in the end, he's like, yeah, you know, there's just a bunch of millennials that want to do the same exact thing as you. So I'm good. Thank you, though. And he hangs up. And I was like, oh, like that sucks. We just lost our chances. But then I call him back up, up and I'm like, look, like you just shared your whole story with me. And I just really feel like I want to help you out in any way that I can. So like, I'll do it. I'll do whatever. How can I help you? You know? Mm -hmm. And he was like, Okay, well, you know what? I'm really disappointed in ticket sales, so you can help me sell tickets. And I was like, okay. And at the time, the tickets were $500 at the cheapest, all the way to 2000 So yeah. it was like pretty expensive. And he's like, I'll tell you what, if you sell 10 tickets, I'll give you the $2,000 VIP ticket for free <laughs> each of you. And I was like, wow, that sounds like a great deal. Like, I got to have lunch and dinner with you for both days of the event. Like, I feel like I can pitch him in person if I meet him. So I'm going to do that. 
So we just like flew out to Cali, bought a one-way ticket, and we just went to a ton of networking events trying to sell these tickets. Like we just started telling everyone, we're like, we weren't even affiliates either. We were just like, hey, like come to this event. Anyway, we got one person, one person. (laughs) And it was like, oh, such a fail. So the night before the event, we're like, you know what? We have no money. You know, we drained it all through all the other conferences, but we do have credit cards. So (laughs) let's just buy the ticket. Let's just buy the $2,000 ticket each. And uh, that's what we did. And the rest is history. Like after that, we we got to the event and he was on stage and he's like, well, what the heck? Like these are the two girls I was talking to because we had FaceTime too. And he had recognized us. He was like, I had talked to them on the phone. Like, what are they doing here? And then at the VIP lunch, there's like a dinner with like all these multimillionaires, right? Like all these celebrities, speakers and everything. And we're just like there, like serves in a restaurant, unemployed, like just like sitting at the (laughs) table, you know? He was like, one of the speakers asked me, he turned to me and he's like, so what are you guys doing here? And it just goes dead quiet. Like everybody just stops talking and just like looks over. And I'm just like, oh my God, like this is really nerve wracking. But John Shin was right across from me and I look at him and I'm like, well, to be honest, we really want to work with you and we're going to do whatever it takes to make that happen. So we're going to come to every event and until you say yes, and we're just going to like work the event for free. <laughs> and he was like, hmm, interesting. And he like keeps eating his food. <laughs> and, um, so then after lunch, he's on stage and he's like, you two ladies up at the front, come up on stage. And we're like, wow, who's about to go on stage right now? <laughs> and then he's like, no, no, you like two right there. We're like, us. he's like, yeah, you guys come up. So we come up on stage and he like says this whole thing. He's like, these two ladies flew all the way out from Seattle. They bought a one way ticket, you know. They just went all in. They bought the best VIP ticket. There was a ton of people that wanted to do my social media, but they're the only ones that actually showed up. And so because of that, I'm going to bring them onto the team and they're going to come with me all around the world on this whole tour. And we're like, oh my God, like this is amazing. And that's kind of how things started. And it's been pretty rocky since then. Like we got dropped for one of the events and we had to sell our way to get there. We're like, okay, how do we get there? Let's just sell a bunch of VIP dinners. So we sold $6,000 with VIP dinners and he's like, all right, I'll fill you guys out. And so it's been, you know, pretty up and down, but, but he really trusts us now and he mentors us and, um, it's just, it's, it's been great. It's been a good journey and it's only been a month. So. Yeah, it's crazy that you've been able to obviously achieve so much in such a little time. You know, that, that that kind of story is not something that you hear so often that, you know, going from like a restaurant waiter to putting everything you have on the line and being mentored by someone like John Shin. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But I want to quickly transition to talking about your early life and kind of your upbringing. How were you always an entrepreneur at heart wanting to start a business, like you said, with your glitter? Or was it something that you kind of developed later on in life? Yeah, I mean, so I grew up pretty poor. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember when I was younger, I would always be so worried about money because my mom would be worried about money. And I grew up like single mom, you know. And and so I would literally, when I would get holes in my socks, I would literally sew, I would literally take some cloth and I would sew the hole in my socks. Because I didn't want my mom to have to spend money. Mm -hmm. So like, I would always have like a scarcity mindset when I was younger. And um. So was I always like thinking, you know, entrepreneurial mindset? Not really. Like I was always like in the struggle. And for me, what motivated me to get out was when I started seeing the potential and seeing how other people lived. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like this isn't the only way to live. Like people can have, you know, an abundance lifestyle. And I mean, I used to like sell my Halloween candy and stuff, but yeah, but yeah. So 
yeah. always had that mindset. It's just when did you actually kind of implement it? It was kind of later on in your life, right? When like when you started graduating and you started seeing the opportunities of social media through all of these events. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess like, so like for college, for example, like that was actually a big, I mean, for a lot of people, it's not a big deal, but that mm. was a big deal for me and my family because nobody in my family ever went to college. Like my mom dropped out in 10th grade. My dad dropped out like in like ninth grade or something. And nobody like pressured us to go to college because there was no money to go to college, you know? So when I was a kid, like I would literally blow out the candles and wish that I could go to college. Like that was my wish. And so like that was the only thing I would ever think about. And um, basically if I just like think about something and I'm like, I'm going to do this, then I'll just do it and I'll do whatever it takes to do to like accomplish that. So with the glitter company, same thing. Like I wanted to be number one in the glitter community. So I just made that happen. And you know, for the events case, I'm like, I just decided, well, I want to do this. So then I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go all in and do it. Mm-hmm. It's not just like going all in, you know? Yeah, 100%. And through your whole journey, like you said, graduating college, and obviously quitting your job as a server, how was your surrounding environment really reacting to it? Whether that be your parents, your friends, or the community as a whole? That's a good question. I mean, my mom's always been so supportive of everything. And uh, she's always encouraged my sister and I to take risks. I mean, honestly, I don't really let my, I mean, my environment, like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess your environment does definitely shape you, which is why like you have to surround yourself with positive people. But if you can't do that, like when I was living at home, you know, I couldn't really be around like millionaires and everything, but I would just listen to a bunch of podcasts. Actually, I'll listen to a ton of podcasts, mostly Oprah and Ty Lopez Mm -hmm. and just like get all that, those kind of thoughts in my head so I could change my mindset. That was like the first thing you have to start listening to podcasts like Rom's amazing podcast, (laughs) you know, just start getting things in your mind that are, that are going to be helping you out and not like negative things, but like Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, when you were originally going to these events and your sister wasn't really on board at the beginning, at what point did she really say, all right, fine, I'll, I'll come, like, I'll start, like, you might have just something going for you there? Um, well, Steph, do you, you want to say what? I mean, I don't even know. She's like right over here. So. Have a special guest on the yeah, podcast. What's going on? <laughs> what was the question? So the question was, when did you really start kind of supporting what she was doing and kind of tag along because like she mentioned earlier you guys wanted to go to a type of rave and you really wanted to go there and she wanted to go to the event so when did you really see the potential in what she was doing and want to really go on board with that yeah so it's funny because well she makes it seem like she was the one who was on board with that first but in reality (laughs) so i dropped out of college when i think i was like 19 and i dropped out a year before i was going to graduate And the reason why is because I wanted to become an entrepreneur and I wanted to start a social media marketing agency with Ty Lopez's course. Mm -hmm. So, and that was my goal. Like that was the plan. And so after I dropped out, I took the course and I tried to do it on my own, but I realized that I'm not, I'm really good at starting things, but I'm not good at finishing things. Mm -hmm. And Jen has the opposite skill. She's really good at finishing things. So like she is determined to like see something through, which is why she graduated college and I dropped out. <laughs> um, so basically, it was like I wanted to start in social media, and and Jen was like she wanted to go down the psychology route of school. But that's when we decided to collaborate. And I said, hey, look, I know about social media because I did this course. Jen, like 
you're really good at like makeup and cosmetics. Like let's collaborate and do a business together. And that's when we started the Glitter Twins, which I'm wearing the candy right now. But the Glitter Twins, we started selling glitter gel. Mm -hmm. And I don't even wear makeup. I wasn't even into that. So like this was Jen's idea and I was just like, I'll do the social media. But that's when we both realized, okay, it's not really about just social media posting pictures of glitter. It's about literally building a personal brand. Mm -hmm. And that's when we decided to start building the personal brand. So the whole idea that, that Jen was like, well, instead of going to a rave, let's go to one of these events and help build someone else's personal brand by filming them and like showing what they're doing at this event. That whole idea was started like years ago. We just didn't know that we would transition into something different. So when Jen was like, let's transition into something different, I'm like, I was only devastated because we had spent $800 on the ticket. We spent yeah. like 500 on the flight and we spent like 300 on the Airbnb. And at the time, we literally had no money. We had quit our job like a month ago. We literally didn't like save up before we quit. So I think she just knew that she would have to do whatever I said at the end of the day. That's not what happened. I was like, I, was, I literally told Jen, like, you're going to have to do it on your own. I'm not going to do it. But what I really didn't want is I didn't want to party alone. And I didn't know <laughs> anyone else. So I'm like, dude, there's no way I'm just going to go to this crazy party alone. And that's mostly why I did it <laughs> was because of that. It was, a, it was an amazing decision. Obviously, look look what it well, what really came out of it. You guys started this thing for John Shin, the thing, Go Rich event. You guys are obviously traveling across the country and really kind of capturing the whole event. Yeah. So speaking of exactly what you guys do, well, now that I have both of you here, can yeah. one of can one of you kind of explain a day in the life of someone who posts stories for people at events? What does it really take on a day-to-day basis? Well, so I would say it's basically kind of like, you know, when you go to the movies and you see like a trailer, right? It's mm -hmm. like a preview of what the movie's about. Mm -hmm. That's basically what you're doing with the events. So you're just kind of like giving people a taste, giving people a preview of what the event is about. And so it's a lot of, it's not just like filming, you know, the speakers speaking, you can definitely do that. And if you do that, you have to be sure to like caption them because most people, they want to read. But also it's about like showing real interactions, like showing people having fun, like showing, yeah. showing the people that are at the event because then people are like, oh, like, you know, that could be me. Like that could be me having fun at the event. Yeah. And you can post up to a hundred stories on your- I've seen you post so many stories. <laughs> I get lost in them. Yeah. Uh, so, Do you watch all them through, Rob? I'm not going to lie. I don't. But it, it's I kind of watch some of the ones where there's someone speaking and then there's like a quote because I saw that you did it at Netcon and then you post kind of like a preview of what they're talking about, like a summary. And if I wasn't there and I kind of wanted to know what they were talking about, that quick little thing would kind of provide me a little bit of value. So those are the key ones that, I mean, obviously like I watch a story every day, but in terms of like the consistency and stuff, I think it's a really good thing that you are consistent with it. And that, like you said, you're not only posting like the studio produced footage of people speaking, you kind of go in the insides of, of the, side conversations and exactly what the event is all about yeah yeah that's what so basically jen's version my version in like one sentence is just literally behind the scenes of an event because the people that don't go like you're we're not going to give you all the information just because it's not going to build curiosity so that you can exactly because you already saw the whole thing yeah it's just like a little sneak peek you know like oh okay this looks kind of cool mm -hmm. and yeah through the whole social media thing Obviously, personal branding, you're going to hear that in the next couple of years explode even more than it already is. But where do you guys see what you guys do headed in the next few years? How do you see that you're going to kind of expand or where do you think the direction of social media and what you guys do is really going to take place? Should we say well, what we're coming out with? 
We haven't even said this. A sneak peek. Podcast podcast exclusive, guys. You heard it here first. Exclusive. We're gonna come out with podcasts. Oh. Is that what you're gonna say? But what I was really gonna say is we actually want to basically we think where the direction of Instagram is going specifically because I think Instagram's like the cool kid mm-hmm. is Instagram <laughs> stories. And I think yeah. for us, like people it's like everyone knows Instagram stories, but like we really think it's important. And so what I was gonna say, what we haven't really told anyone is that we wanna write a book and we wanna make like a little course, like just something simple so that people can like understand how important personal branding is and specifically showing that on stories but basically here's why stories are important like i'll just i'll just tell you right now because here's the difference like people actually watch stories more than they do scroll because it takes like too much work like you scroll like this and you're lazy but you can like tap and you can like tap 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 and Mm -hmm. you can just tap all day like but the cool thing about stories is that like you can reach such a wider audience because of the fact that you can tag people and they'll repost it right so then it's not like you're not just getting your followers but if they repost it you're getting their followers as well you can do location tags you can do hashtags and you can get into the story on all of that so you can really reach like such a wider audience through stories than i believe you can through page posts without running ads like personally i think Mm -hmm. so that's the future of it i think that a lot of people i mean video is like 80 percent of the content that's consumed on the internet right now and that's where it's all going to video so i think everyone should be posting on their story like (laughs) even if it's just your life like just post on your story because people are going to be watching things and you know i mean you want them to be watching something good right so obviously Mm -hmm. you should have something good on your story but people are going to be watching it either way you know you can't stop them yeah 100 percent you know it's all about documenting over creating like Gary Vee talks about a lot. But speaking of what I was talking about posting on stories, what kind of content are you currently consuming? I know you talked a little bit about earlier that you listened to a few podcasts to get your mind right. But what kind, in terms of Instagram content, do you have any specific people, specific accounts that you really kind of tone into? I mean, honestly, I used to tune into a lot of accounts, but now I'm more of like creating as opposed to consuming. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing a lot more creating. If anything, what I do is I actually, I consider it kind of like research, like the people that watch my stories or the people that I look up to that I want to be like, I see what their stories are like. And I'm like, Ooh, that catches my eye. I need to do something like that. So I'll just like tap through people that, you know, have a lot more followers. And, and if something catches my eye, then I'm just like, Whoa, like Jets at fly. He does a good job of that. Yeah. Like his stories are pretty interesting. And I'm like, hmm, okay, I like the style, you know, uh, how can I incorporate this into my story? Mm-hmm. 100%. So last final thought kind of what would be one piece of advice that you would give to someone who was in a situation like you and is looking to do the event management because i think in the future obviously it's kind of in its infancy right now but in the future that can be like a legitimate like career not not only like kind of freelancing it can be a legitimate career so what are your kind of any final thoughts on what advice you would give to someone looking to do what you're doing in the future i'd say well i want to say before you answer this i'm gonna hop off so that jen can end this but i, I wanted to say that rom by the way is is doing big <laughs> things and the fact that he's got this one on his podcast i got both of you now he's awesome yeah, and right. both of us on the podcast and we'll <laughs> hundred percent well. yeah so shout out to Ram, but uh, I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. All right, Jen. Um, final thoughts? Wait, what was the question? Oh, yeah. So I was going to say, you know what? Just start just start practicing. Just start doing it. Just start going to events and just start doing it. Like acting like that's your job, honestly. Like Even if it's not. 
I'd say get a mentor, like ask someone to help you out, shadow someone. But honestly, you could just start trying to do it. If you don't know what to do, come do an event that I'm going to and just literally hit her up. Hit her up. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely important. Obviously, having a mentor and there's obviously a certain degree of doing it by yourself first and kind of getting a taste of it before getting the obviously final help. So Jennifer, it was an amazing podcast episode, probably one of my longest ever. Wow. So like a final little thing, where can people find out more about you? Where can they contact you? Any social media you may have, just pull them out, let them know. Sure. Um, First of all, wait, wait, shout out to Ram. Because I just want to say you have like, you're one of the happiest people. Like you have the best energy. You know, some people like you. you look at them and you like start to get tired, you know, like <laughs> you're always so happy and you always are, you know, have great energy and I'm 100%. excited to see, you know, your podcast explode and just everything Definitely. that you have going on. 100%. But you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Jennifer Sudo. hundred percent. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys on the next one.